Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story. This is Chelsea, and I'm here today with Chris and Virgil again, and we are in Jeremiah, 2 Kings, and 2 Chronicles, and yeah. What's the God to you guys today? <laughs> well, we got a whole lot of uh, Jerusalem falling and prophecy. And it's kind of like history and prophecy are colliding in this passage. You know, we've, for many, many days leading up to this, we've had prophecies that Jerusalem's going to be sent to exile. And now it actually happens. Definitely yesterday and even a little bit before that, we have prophecies that after Jerusalem goes to exile to Babylon, Babylon's going to be judged, mm-hmm. and then they're going to be restored. So we've kind of got multiple prophetic things happening, but now some of them are actually coming to pass. And I was thinking as we were reading, this is kind of a unique place in Scripture where we've got like th- specifically three books that are kind of overlaid here. We've got Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, uh, and even when it talks about uh, them being taken captive to Babylon, Daniel's already there. Ezekiel gets taken as a part of this. And uh, Jeremiah is still back in the land saying some of these words. So the people who are going, they've heard it predicted that Babylon's going to come and judge Jerusalem. Now they're seeing it happen. Mm -hmm. They go into exile. And I just was thinking as we were reading this too, like, man, they're they're now in exile for 70 years. But they're also going to probably remember, oh, wait. There was also prophecies that Babylon's going to be judged. There's also prophecies that we're going to go back. So in some ways, there's sadness that they're being judged, but there's also a future hope of their enemies will be judged and they will be restored. So there's kind of a lot going on all Mm -hmm. at the same time that we really get to see in a unique way because we're overlaying multiple books of the Bible at the same time. Uh, And so that's kind of some of the things that jumped out to me. But the main summary of what we see today is uh, Jerusalem finally gets captured. Uh, Babylon sends them into exile. Yeah, actually, and we, while you were saying that, I was just thinking of those seventy years that they were in captivity. That's a gener- that's almost a generation mm-hmm. um, in in Bible times. But like, I'm just thinking of those people that were captured, like telling their children, hopefully, <laughs> reminding them of the hope that the Lord promised them um, that one day they'll be returned to their land. Yeah, um, something that stuck out to me was specifically in Jeremiah. 51 verse 39, um, talking about uh, Babylon's judgment. While they lie inflamed with all their wine, I'll prepare a different kind of feast for them. I will make them drink until they fall asleep and they will never wake up again. Um, And I immediately thought of in Daniel, uh, Belshazzar, who is Nebuchadnezzar's successor, um, throws this big feast, lots of wine. I think they actually use like cups and things from the temple in Jerusalem to like have this really big feast. And then there's this writing on the wall, which we find out is like God's hand. Um, and Daniel prophesies that, Hey, the Persians are coming and the Medes are coming. And that night um, after this big drunken feast, Belshazzar is killed in his sleep by the Persians. Um, Spoiler alert. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's moving ahead. Cause we haven't quite <laughs> we haven't got there, there but, but you're a, seeing it come. It's a specific prophecy yeah. of like, while they are like, they're drunk in their wine and they're going to be, um, taken over and killed in their sleep. It actually happens. Um, yeah, I saw another little detail like that. Uh, it talked about the thick walls of Babylon being leveled to the ground and her mat- 
massive gates being burned and like babylon was an architecturally stunning place you could drive chariot races on top of the walls so even some of these descriptions are so accurate with what archaeology has shown and Mm -hmm. here this massive impenetrable city that was the most magnificent in in that era uh it was leveled yeah it is so interesting to see like again the bible as a piece of historical evidence and writing and comparing it to other archaeological evidence and writing and stuff it's just it always almost always lines up um yeah and yet some people don't take it seriously (laughs) yeah i think it's funny too because like it's easy for us to look back and see this and be like oh yeah well that makes sense the lord raised up babylon and it's an amazing city and then it falls and we're like okay but imagine being in the middle of that and seeing all the glory of what's in this city and what's in this nation and then being like, but the Lord says this is going to fall. And so there's a lot, there's an aspect of faith where like, we're like, oh yeah, Daniel probably believed it the whole time. It's like, well, actually that would have been hard to believe at some moments. And yet the faith that it took for somebody like that to be bold enough and be like, well, this is what the Lord Mm. said. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good job putting yourself in their shoes. We, we have the perspective of history, but Mm Uh, the Bible really starts to come alive when we try to put ourselves in the shoes of the people that would be hearing these prophecies or experiencing this exile. Uh, and that's, that's kind of where, where I was thinking, like I mentioned earlier, it's like, man, would this, would this have been a source of hope for them? Would, how long would it have taken? Cause I know it takes me a long time to figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. How long would it have taken them to go, wait a second, how many times did we hear prophecies that Babylon's going down? Is that really going to happen? Well, I guess Jerusalem went down. That did happen. So maybe mm-hmm. that will happen too. Um, Anything else to got to you guys today? I'm excited to move on, to be honest. (laughs) I mean, we've uh, not, you know, just to kind of get into this now, this season where they're out of Jerusalem and especially the prophetic ministry that is part of Ezekiel and Mm -hmm. Daniel. uh, That's one of my favorite periods of history. Uh, and so I think we have been talking about Jerusalem's kind of taking that slow step towards yeah, it's taken exile <laughs> for a long time. And we see just how patient God is. Um, well, yeah, if it's long for us, think about how long it was that they had to repent. Hundreds of years. They hundreds, did it. Yeah. <laughs> it's been, what, a couple months that we're going through this. And we're right. like, they had to deal with it for 70 years. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. so. <laughs> Jeremiah 51, beginning in verse 15. The Lord made the earth by his power, and he preserves it by his wisdom. With his own understanding, he stretches out the heavens. When he speaks in the thunder, the heavens roar with rain. He causes the clouds to rise over the earth. He sends the lightning with the rain and releases the wind from his storehouses. The whole human race is foolish and has no knowledge. The craftsmen are disgraced by the idols they make, for their carefully shaped works are a fraud. These idols have no breath or power. Idols are worthless. They are ridiculous lies. On the day of reckoning, they will all be destroyed. But the God of Israel is no idol. He is the creator of everything that exists, including his people, his own special possession. The Lord of heaven's armies is his name. You are my battle axe and sword, says the Lord. With you, I will shatter nations and destroy many kingdoms. With you, I will shatter armies, destroying the horse and rider, the chariot and charioteer. With you, I will shatter men and women, old people and children, young women and young men. With you, I will shatter shepherds and flocks, farmers and oxen, captains and officers. I will repay Babylon and the people of Babylonia for all the wrong they have done to my people in Jerusalem, says the Lord. 
Look, O mighty mountain, destroyer of the earth, I am your enemy, says the Lord. I will raise my fist against you to knock you down from the heights. When I am finished, you will be nothing but a heap of burnt rubble. You will be desolate forever. Even your stones will never be used for a building again. You will be completely wiped out, says the Lord. Raise a signal flag to the nations. Sound the battle cry. Mobilize them all against Babylon. Prepare them to fight against her. Bring out the armies of Ararat, Mini, and Ashkenaz. Appoint a commander and bring a multitude of horses like swarming locusts. Bring against her the armies of the nations, led by the kings of the Medes and all their captains and officers. The earth trembles and writhes in pain, for everything the Lord has planned against Babylon stands unchanged. Babylon will be left desolate without a single inhabitant. Her mightiest warriors no longer fight. They stay in their barracks, their courage gone. They have become like women. The invaders have burned the houses and broken down the city gates. The news is passed from one runner to the next as the messengers hurry to tell the king that his city has been captured. All the escape routes are blocked. The marshes have been set aflame and the army is in a panic. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel says. Babylon is like wheat on a threshing floor about to be trampled. In just a little while, her harvest will begin. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon has eaten and crushed us and drained us of strength. He has swallowed us like a great monster and filled his belly with our riches. He has thrown us out of our own country. Make Babylon suffer as she made us suffer, say the people of Zion. Make the people of Babylonia pay for spilling our blood, says Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says to Jerusalem. I will be your lawyer to plead your case. I will avenge you. I will dry up her river as well as her springs, and Babylon will become a heap of ruins haunted by jackals. She will be an object of horror and contempt, a place where no one lives. Her people will roar together like strong lions. They will growl like lion cubs. And while they lie inflamed with all their wine, I will prepare a different kind of feast for them. I will make them drink until they fall asleep, and they will never wake up again, says the Lord. I will bring them down like lambs to the slaughter, like rams and goats to be sacrificed." How Babylon is fallen, great Babylon prays throughout the earth. Now she has become an object of horror among the nations. The sea has risen over Babylon. She is covered by its crashing waves. Her cities now lie in ruins. She is a dry wasteland where no one lives or even passes by. And I will punish Bel, the god of Babylon, and make him vomit up all he has eaten. The nations will no longer come and worship him. The wall of Babylon has fallen. Come out, my people, flee from Babylon, save yourselves. Run from the Lord's fierce anger, but do not panic. Don't be afraid. When you first hear the rumor of approaching forces, for rumors will keep coming year by year. Violence will erupt in the land as the leaders fight against each other. For the time is surely coming when I will punish this great city and all her idols. Her whole land will be disgraced, and her dead will lie in the streets. Then the heavens and the earth will rejoice. For out of the earth will come destroying armies against Babylon, says the Lord. Just as Babylon killed the people of Israel and others throughout the world, so her people must be killed. Get out, all of you who have escaped the sword. Do not stand and watch. Flee while you can. Remember the Lord, though you are in a far-off land, and think about your home in Jerusalem. We are ashamed, the people say. We are insulted and disgraced because the Lord's temple has been defiled by foreigners. Yes, says the Lord, but the time is coming when I will destroy Babylon's idols. The groans of her wounded people will be heard throughout the land. Though Babylon reaches as high as the heavens and makes her fortifications incredibly strong, I will still send enemies to plunder her. I, the Lord, have spoken. Listen, hear the cry of Babylon, the sound of great destruction from the land of the Babylonians. For the Lord is destroying Babylon. He will silence her loud voice. Waves of enemies pound against her. The noise of battle rings through the city. Destroying armies come against Babylon. Her mighty men are captured and their weapons break in their hands. For the Lord is a God who gives just judgment. 
He always repays in full. I will make her officials and wise men drunk, along with her captains, officers, and warriors. They will fall asleep and never wake up again, says the king, whose name is the Lord of Heaven's armies. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies says. The thick walls of Babylon will be leveled to the ground, and her massive gates will be burned. The builders from many lands have worked in vain, for their work will be destroyed by fire. Second Kings chapter 24, starting in verse 10. During Jehoiachin's reign, the officers of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came up against Jerusalem and besieged it. Nebuchadnezzar himself arrived at the city during the siege. Then King Jehoiachin, Chin, along with the queen mother, his advisors, his commanders, and his officials surrendered to the Babylonians. In the eighth year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign, he took Jehoiachin prisoner. As the Lord had said beforehand, Nebuchadnezzar carried away all the treasures from the Lord's temple and the royal palace. He stripped away all the gold objects that King Solomon of Israel had placed in the temple. King Nebuchadnezzar took all of Jerusalem captive, including all of the commanders and the best of the soldiers, craftsmen, and artisans, 10,000 in all. Only the poorest people were left in the land. Nebuchadnezzar led King Jehoiachin away as a captive, along with the queen mother, his wives and officials, and all of Jerusalem's elite. He also exiled 7,000 of the best troops and 1,000 craftsmen and artisans, all of whom were strong and fit for war. Then the king of Babylon installed Mataniah, Jehoiachin's uncle, as the next king, and he changed Mataniah's name to Zedekiah. Second Chronicles 36, verse 10. In the spring of the year, King Nebuchadnezzar took Jehoiachin to Babylon. Many treasures from the temple of the Lord were also taken to Babylon at that time. And Nebuchadnezzar installed Jehoiachin's uncle, Zedekiah, as the next king in, Jeruz- in Judah and Jerusalem. First Chronicles chapter 3, verse 10. The descendants of Solomon were Rehoboam, Abijah, Asa, Jehoshaphat, Jehoram, Ahaziah, Joash, Amaziah, Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, Hezekiah, Manasseh, Ammon, and Josiah. The sons of Josiah were Johanan, Jehoiakim, Zedekiah, and Jehoahaz. The successors of Jehoiakim were his son Jehoiachin and his brother Zedekiah. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 11 years. But Zedekiah did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, his God, and he refused to humble himself when the prophet Jeremiah spoke to him directly from the Lord. He also rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar, even though he had taken an oath of loyalty in God's name. Zedekiah was a hard and stubborn man, refusing to turn to the Lord, the God of Israel. Likewise, all the leaders of the priests and the people became more and more unfaithful. They followed all the pagan practices of the surrounding nations, desecrating the temple of the Lord that had been consecrated in Jerusalem. Jeremiah 52. Zedekiah was 21 years old with me. He became king and reigned in Jerusalem 11 years. His mother was Humatal, the daughter of Jeremiah from Libna. But Zedekiah did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as Jehoiakim had done. These things happened because the Lord's anger was against the people of Jerusalem and Judah until he finally banished them from his presence and sent them into exile. 2 Kings 24, starting verse 18. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king and reigned in Jerusalem 11 years. His mother was Hamatol, the daughter of Jeremiah from Libna. But Zedekiah did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as Jehoiakim had done. These things happened because of the Lord's anger against the people of Jerusalem and Judah until he finally banished them from his presence and sent them into exile. Jeremiah 37. Zedekiah, son of Josiah, succeeded Jehoiachin, son of Jehoiakim, as the king of Judah. He was appointed by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. But neither King Zedekiah nor his attendants nor the people who were left in the land listened to what the Lord said through Jeremiah. Nevertheless, King Zedekiah sent Jehuchal, son of Shemaliah, and Zephaniah, the priest, son of Maziah, to ask Jeremiah, Please pray to the Lord our God for us. 
Jeremiah had not yet been imprisoned, so he could come and go among the people as he pleased. At this time, the army of Pharaoh Hophra of Egypt appeared at the southern border of Judah. When the Babylonian army heard about it, they withdrew from the their siege of Jerusalem. Then the Lord gave this message to Jeremiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The king of Judah sent you to ask me what is going to happen. Tell him, Pharaoh's army is about to return to Egypt, though he came here to help you. Then the Babylonians will come back and capture this city and burn it to the ground. This is what the Lord says. Do not fool yourselves into thinking that the Babylonians are gone for good. They aren't. Even if you were to destroy the entire Babylonian army, leaving only a handful of wounded survivors, they would still stagger from their tents and burn this city to the ground. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.